Welcome to this week's episode of Revenge of the Recap. My name is Austin. My name is Josh. And I'm Carla. And this week, uh, we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, episode six of season three. Uh, it's called Household. Uh, overall, what did you guys think of this one? Uh, I really uh, enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I think this one is the first one that has given us an extended view of what Gilead really is. Um, and I really loved that aspect of the episode. I loved the, the instead of just being in our little community that we've been in, we, we got to see Which something. I always just assumed yeah, that yeah, was have... Gilead. Yeah. Like that was like the headquarters of it. Yeah. It's not. No. Well, yeah, because of how much they talk about Fred and how high up he is and things like that. You, Yeah, you've always just kind of assumed that, yes, there are other places and whatnot but that's it that's that's the main place and yeah no i really liked it a lot um i thought everything about it was super just awesome and great and seeing everybody's interaction with other handmaids and other you know martha's other you know just everybody in general yeah, it shows that there's like a lot more order in other places <laughs> than where we have been <laughs> seeing. <laughs> yes, not yes. not not the chaos that we're used to seeing. Yeah, and I yes. would even say uh, it's far more strict than I think any of us thought. Thought, yeah, now. like yeah, Gilead's worse the, place than we thought it was. Yeah, it's way worse yeah, than we, you we thought live it was. In the, we live in the chillax place. <laughs> exactly. Like we we've been dealing with like uh, We're like loosely Gilead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah, and then there's the principles like, are there, but not really anything else. <laughs> yeah, it it's crazy. Um even the, the aspect of um just like how religious this this one is compared to where we are normally. You know? Um, the co-opting of of uh, different items in in our everyday world to fit into theirs is really like fucking bizarre. <laughs> yes, I think I know what you're talking about. We will definitely get to yeah, that. We would definitely that, get to that. When I first saw that, I was like, "What yeah. is that?" And then I saw it again later on. I was like, "Oh, that's what that is." Yeah, and I'll so. say that this is the first episode of this season where I've been like really bummed at the end. <laughs> I was like really bummed. Yeah, by the I, end of this I know, episode, I know what you mean. Uh, I I too enjoyed this episode, and a lot happened in it. Yeah, uh, so let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, the episode started out. Uh, June was walking through, as a most bunch episodes, of kneeling Marthas. <laughs> well, and it was, but this one was kind of weird. I mean, it's snowing. She's walking along this path, and like in the grass, in the snow, are some kneeling Marthas that are praying. And to me, I just when I saw that, I thought they're like witches, like in a coven in their prayer circle, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody else think that? Cause yeah, it was very, it was, it was, it was off putting because I know they're big into prayer and I know they're, you know, that's a big thing there. But to see them, yeah, in a circle out in the snow while people are walking around them, and I feel like strange. that's, I feel like that's not all the Marthas. No, like those are the ones that are like super into Gilead. 
Like they're the ones that are like actually like into the shit. Whereas like all the other ones, they're just kind of there because they have to be. <laughs> like it's the mm-hmm. show, the show of it. Like you have to put yeah. on the show. Um, yeah, I yeah, can see that. June has a great uh, opening monologue, as she tends to always have in every episode. I see them every day now. They've heard the Waterfords plea. They're praying for Nicole. Blessed and eternal God, please return this child of Gilead to her loving home. And this is all I know about my baby. If they're praying, then she's still safe. Praying she's still beyond their reach, even if just. I have my own prayers. I pray that their prayers go unanswered. And I pray for Serena. May she find her way back. May she see past her broken heart and remember that Nicole is better off where she is. May she convince Fred to let things lie. Or may they both get hit by a fucking truck. I'm honestly down for either. Uh, Always. I mean, June's opening monologues could, they could be almost the best part of every episode, except this week. This week's like, just like, like Austin said, jam packed of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, I took two and a half pages of notes. So (laughs) I just kept writing because I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta gotta make sure we talk about this. I gotta make sure we talk about this. I need to write down every part of her monologue. I wrote down two lines that I found were very like significant to me. Uh, the one, the line where she said, "I pray that their prayers go unanswered." I wrote that down, and then the other line I put was she was talking talking about Fred and Serena, and she said, "Or I, or may the both of them get hit by a fucking truck." Honestly, I'm down for either. <laughs> That's exactly what I had written down as well. Yeah, I wrote both those down as well. It was. It, as far as opening monologues even go, this was a good one. Yeah. Like she's had some good ones. This one was really good. So then after June's opening monologue and that great line of getting hit by a truck, uh, <laughs> it goes to back to Commander Lawrence's house. June's putting away some groceries. And Commander Lawrence comes in the room and asks her if she's even allowed to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's So again, we talked about it. We don't know how we feel about Commander Lawrence. But then he says stuff like that. Like, he doesn't know the rules of Gilead. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. I love him and hate him all at the same time sometimes. <laughs> I think he's such a smartass. I view it as that. I thought, I viewed that as him saying, are you allowed to do that? Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, so why are you doing it? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if he actually knows. He seems like he's okay with being in his little bubble. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those things. I love the line. I think it's it's a very chillax Gilead. Yeah, he <laughs> he's very chillax compared to what we will see yeah. later. Um, they they continue to they discuss, and he kind of tells her, um, "Hey, you got to get your shit together because uh, you know the Waterfords need you. You're going on a trip. Uh, you know, I wrote go. I wrote down Waterford asked to borrow you. Yeah, borrow. Yeah, yeah. that's." That was the weird line is Waterford asked to borrow you. And it just shows that they're they're property. They're not people. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, handmaids are literally just property now. Yeah. The thing I wrote down for this major scene er, is the uh, Lawrence calls the baby uh, Fred's. And June, uh, you know, she's just like, don't don't call 
<laughs> don't call her that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not their baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like the big takeaway from that scene that I really got out of that whole thing. And so, the yeah, remorse and then, that, that Lawrence has on his face, he's just kind of like, okay, like, I won't do that again. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was definitely, oh, push well, the yeah. button. Yeah, I it, will not do it. Yeah, it's almost like he... It, he knows. He. I don't feel like he wanted her to go. Like I don't feel like he thought that that was something she needed to be doing. It yeah, was, I kind of got kinda, that. I don't know. It, it's just again, I don't know how to feel about Commander Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those. Throws me off, man. Is he good? Bad? <laughs> I have no idea. Ugly? No idea. I waffle between the two because sometimes I'm like, I love him because he's so smart, alecky, and I love the actor. I think the actor is amazing. And, oh yeah. Uh, so like everything that comes out of his mouth is very sarcastic, and very like it's just like it's just I really like. like I wish him. I was quick witted like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes I definitely do. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so June's June's going on a field trip, y'all. <laughs> the yes, Waterford. The Waterfords are petitioning. Uh, they're going to Canada to. They're going to DC to petition or to try to get Nicole back by setting up a week of prayers uh, there at the Capitol. I wrote, uh, you know, Fred is uh, Fred is putting in motion his propaganda machine, you know? Yes. Uh, They're they're taking the train to DC uh, for public uh, public prayers of propaganda for the Waterfords to try to get this baby back. <laughs> so the next scene is June on the train to DC uh, and she's riding with Aunt Lydia. Oh uh, yeah. So Aunt Lydia is going along for the ride. Aunt Lydia is passed the fuck out. <laughs> she doesn't even know she's there. She's probably on painkillers. Uh, yeah. Uh, the train looked pretty nice. Like it looked like roomy and comfortable but it had the red shades to cover the handmaids from being able to look out the windows, assuming that it's all, you know, colonies along the way. Yeah, yeah. So you got try to hide it. I felt like it was the same thing that they always do with the handmaids, like in the buses too. It's like you're trying to keep them kind of disoriented. Yeah, yeah, not not knowing where they, exactly they are. But I mean, they could see out the windows, like they could open up the curtains because. June did. June sees a, a cross. Yeah, well, hell, pulling I'm, in there is a massive ass cross in DC. Yeah, yeah, it is huge. So they have co-opted the Washington Monument and yep. made it into a cross, which yeah. is so odd to see. Which I did not piece that together until later. Really. Really? Yeah, I, um, I, I called it out I, the, right away. Yeah, yeah I, I saw it as soon as I saw it. I guess I was it. just oblivious. Well, because I sit there and I think, like, you know, in Oklahoma City, there's a giant cross. Ah. Like, I just... Not not Washington Monument yeah. giant. <laughs> I mean, it's a giant cross, so, like, I, like, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of those giant crosses again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did not piece it together that was that until now, towards the end. Before we saw the cross, did we know they were going to D.C.? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was a part of uh, what Commander Lawrence said. Yeah, what okay. Lawrence had told her was that they were going to Lawrence. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't DC. remember that. Yeah, I couldn't remember that de- that little detail. Um, but yeah. So, then- so they get to DC and get off the train, and they're going up an escalator. <gasps> you forgot. She. 
she asked her, doesn't she ask her before that, are you pumped? No, that's on the, on the yeah, escalator. escalator. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, so I was oh. getting to that part. Yeah, because they get there and Aunt Lydia, or uh, uh, June is kind of like, um, Aunt Lydia's like, isn't this amazing? You know, like this whole like building. And June's like, well, what was here before was, you know, pretty cool too. And she starts, you know, you know, those were made or by heretic made yeah, heretics and blah, blah, blah. You know, she gets really she gets really into her. I'm laying it on thick with this. Uh, everybody that wasn't us is a sinner. <laughs> and that's when exactly. she hits her, hits her with the line. I'm pumped. <laughs> Aren't you pumped? June. Yes, Aunt Lydia. I'm pumped. <laughs> I love that. Um yeah. So then, as they're going up the es- as they're going up the escalator, they see some handmaids coming down the escalator, and they got this uh, mouth mask guard on. ninja mask. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote ninja mask. Uh, I wrote ninja handmaidens. <laughs> yeah, I, I toward later in my notes, I started referring to it as the silence collar. Ah, that's but, I just called it a mouth guard. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so, a mouth guard. So she gets up to the top of the escalator and Aunt Lydia's like, okay, go find your spot. And she's like, what do you mean? She goes, well, they have, you know. Your spot. They have more regulations here. You need to go find your spot. And then she just leaves her, doesn't give her any other directions. So she starts walking and finds a literal, I actually, I wrote it down, a fucking red spot on the <laughs> ground where they kneal. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a literal she spot a on the ground. They did, <laughs> she did get a pillow. But then yeah. the the aunt that set her there said, uh, well, basically said, don't talk while you're here. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not silenced like the rest of them, but shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, Aunt Lydia also tells uh, June at one point, she says, uh, they do not stand for disorder in the capital. Nope, not at all. So like that's her little like, hey, you know, this this shit ain't this ain't where we're from. Keep your ass in order here. <laughs> exactly. I wrote down a line and I don't remember who said it. They said, blessed are the silent, um, that only they will hear the voice of the Lord. Oh, that was the aunt. When, that uh, was the aunt. That, that aunt? Yeah, yeah, that's what the aunt said to her. I just yeah. didn't write down, down what she actually said. Um, it's like, yeah, so I thought it was kind of odd that the there's a spot on the ground, but I was like, okay, I guess like red signifies everything for the handmaids. So yeah. it makes sense that there would be a literal spot on the ground to like, but hey, you go I, there I, I and you stand maybe... and you wait. <laughs> You wait for your owner to pick you up. Yeah. See, I yeah. thought it was like maybe they'd go to like a room or something like that. No, it was a little fu- literal fucking spot <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> it, to me, like it just goes back to like their their property. Like you're waiting for your luggage to get picked up from the carousel. Yeah. 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 Like that's yeah. what they are. Exactly. Exactly. I enjoyed that though. I I, I liked the uh, literal spot. <laughs> so then the Waterford show up and. Uh, He's like, "Up, oh, this one's mine," <laughs> and like, like hands her some paperwork to prove that June is his. <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, sir." He was waiting. But then for- at the same time, he's like bragging. He's like, "I'm talking about High Commander Winslow. Yeah. We're his guests." And she, yeah. the aunt's like, "Okay." She's like, "Cool. <laughs> like that's that's very honorable or some shit." Cool, <laughs> cool, cool job, bro. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. There you are. Blessed evening, Commander. She's ours, Waterford. Yes, of course, sir. We're guests of High Commander Winslow. Praise be. 
Up you go. All together again. Isn't this nice? Yes, sir. Under his eye, Mrs. Waterford. I hope you're well. And we're off like a herd of dusty turtles. Yeah, Fred has a line here. All together here. again. Isn't this nice? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> My favorite line that Fred says, and I'm like, I wrote this. I say, he says, "We're off like a herd of dusted turtles." I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> he's We're in such like a good a- mood to be there. He is. He's he's so tickled to be a, a guest of Commander Winslow. Winslow. But like, he he this this is his element though. This is what he likes. He he really. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, this is what he's striving for, and we find out later in the episode, like his motivations for everything, you know. Yeah. Um, which there's just so much to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> so they're leaving the spot, and uh, June tries to have, you know, say something to Serena. Serena's kind of not having it. They don't really say yeah. much to each other. But then uh, her and Rita kind of fall back, and you know, talk about how it's good to see each other again. And then I didn't write it down, but is that where they have the thing about, or where she says, uh, "That's all Serena ever wanted." That's all Serena ever yeah. wanted. Yeah, was the kid. Yeah, Rita tells <laughs> yeah. tells June, you she, know, she she, she, she misses oh. the baby, and then June's like, "Well, we all do," and Rita's like, "Yeah, but this is all she ever wanted." <laughs> like, yes. and so I mean, we we all know this, and but like Rita has been dealing with it. Every day since continuously, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, she's like, been there through thick and thin. Yeah, exactly. And even I think though Rita, even though Rita's and, the I one mean, that helped get her out, and Rita, you know, Rita also misses the baby. You know, like it's it's crazy. You know, like all of them miss the baby in some way. Well, everybody except Fred, I think. I don't think Fred, Fred is, actually. I think he's indifferent. It's just it's a status symbol for him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so then they, uh, they're heading out of the train station and what I didn't, I didn't notice it the first time, but the second time I watched it, they go up different escalators. The men and the women are separated on yeah, escalators. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, that's just crazy how backwards this, this place is. It's odd though, because men and women are separated, but they don't separate Martha's, uh, uh, handmaids and the, you know, the green women. I don't know what the hell to call them. The commander's wives. They don't separate them out. Um, they're all women. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, I. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, because they let they let June kind of talk to her, and you know, I'm like, if you if you know that this chick's a problem, then don't let her talk to anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's their fault for For talk. <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they arrive this is at what, uh, uh, Commander Winslow's house, and uh, Serena and Fred are kind of bickering back and forth because Serena doesn't think that they should be staying there, but Fred's all super pumped to be staying this there. This is an opportunity for us. An opportunity for whom? And he's like, us. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an opportunity for you, and all everybody there knows it. Yeah, he's like, for, so they, uh, for all of us, for Nicole, and I'm like... Uh, automatically, we can see Fred's uh, alternative motives here. Like, yeah. I, you can even, see that he's glory chasing. Exactly. I definitely had got the feeling. I mean, Serena was standoffish towards June, 
And then whenever that happened, I'm like, does Serena even want to be here doing this? Is that what she means by this? Like the opportunity for whom? Like, is she not invested in this trip? Or is she just playing her part right now? Well, I definitely feel like Serena, even in this moment, I was like, Serena, she wants the kid back so bad that she's ignoring the other signs that Fred is glory chasing that he's he's trying to he's trying to flip this situation into something that'll benefit him. Yeah, Fred um, sees it if he can get this kid back. Yeah. It's just going to elevate his career. Yeah. Either way, yeah. For, for I mean honestly, either way, if he gets the kid back, it elevates him. If he doesn't, the effort that he's been putting in and the what he's been showing to the higher commanders is beneficial yeah, for true. him. Either he shows way. his commitment. Yes. Mm, I think if he doesn't get Nicole back, he's done. I I just don't feel like well, we'll we'll get into later in the episode. <laughs> but yeah, like there's there's things in it that make me go the propaganda propaganda machine that Fred What was that word? Uh prop <laughs> I said well, I I had to start it over. I said propaganda. <laughs> propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. And then I started over and said propaganda. <laughs> Uh, but the propaganda machine that Fred is working um, seems to impress everybody. Well, at least the one person it needs to impress in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, leads us to the next part. They enter the house and they get to meet uh, Commander Winslow. Uh, and he walks in and it's freaking Detective Stabler from... Uh, Law and order. Law and order. Yeah, you guys kept saying that name. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> I um, know him as the guy from the chef from uh, uh, fucking the movie uh, White, uh, White Hot American Summer or whatever. <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer. That's what I know him yeah, from. Red Hot American Summer? Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I know so, him from. Oh. So, so yeah. they meet him and, you know, they greet him. He, they're... Ex- Exchanging pleasantries, and all of a sudden, a kid bursts through the room. Yeah, and she's like, "Good night, Daddy." And then five more kids enter the room, yeah. along with his wife. Yeah. And it's just, um, everybody—the Waterfords, June, Rita—they're yeah. all like, "What the fuck? Like, this is crazy that this, these people have so many kids." Yeah, six kids. What's amazing to me is that it it starts out with them being like what the fuck but it very quickly changes for uh for Serena and for Fred into like astonishment and like happiness. Whereas yep. Rita oh, yeah. and Rita and um June are definitely the odd ones out like what the fuck monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Well, and then I mean looking at the kids they're all like different races. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you can tell that none of those kids are theirs. Like it's yeah, they're it's all not the handmaids. From even like the same handmaid. It's from multiple, multiple handmaids. handmaids. Yeah, Serena. So I thought that was crazy. Yeah, Serena has the line. She says, uh, "Are they all yours?" And Olivia responds, "That's a that's Commander uh, Wilson's or Winslow's uh, wife. Uh, who else's would they be?" Uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I wrote down Serena's look on her face is a pure joy. And Fred seems very happy as well. Exactly. Serena Joy. Yeah, Serena Joy. Joyful. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the middle of the chaos, they they have uh, their Marthas take Rita and June up to their rooms, 
and Rita and June have a conversation about, can you believe how many kids that we yeah. just saw? Rita says the most that she's ever seen a family have is three. She's yeah. like, and they have like five. But then they stop at the picture Pictures at the top of the stairs and there's six. Yeah, yeah. there's six. Yeah, six total. <laughs> um, um, I thought there was then, a weird line because, you know, they, uh, Rita says, or they, you know, the, the, the other Martha, we, we never learn her name. She's like, oh, you know, June, you're going to be staying with off George. And uh, Rita's like, um, they have a handmaid? Um, no, which June, June to, says that. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it well, led me to believe, I was like, so is, uh, does this mean that uh, Olivia Wilson is fertile and they still have a handmaid because of the rank or what? Yeah, uh, I think because, well, because uh, Rita Discuss. even responds back, you know, with rank, basically with rank becomes privilege. Uh, yeah. I don't remember exactly her words for it, but. Yeah, um, she says, she, saying, she literally says privilege of rank. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, she goes into, uh, off George's or June. June yeah. June, June ends up sharing a room with off George, um, which is, um, obviously commander Wilson's first name. Yeah. Hey, I learned uh, that <laughs> yeah, of George. I was like, Hey, um, Oh, his first name is George. <laughs> <laughs> so then it cuts to, uh, Serena in her room, she's like unpacking, and Fred mm-hmm. comes in, and yeah. that's an awkward ass conversation. Like you could tell, they're still not on solid ground. They're still not one hundred percent even on board with this whole thing they're doing. Yeah, like I get the feeling that Serena right now is still very. I think she's trying to figure out what Fred wants out of this, or if he's just doing this to get her back, but. I'm not really sure, um, but he gives her the ring back, and it's like kind of he doesn't say this, but it's like it's for appearances, you know. Um, that yeah, he basically, they're happy and and you know together. It's just it's and then just he kind of goes over the plan of what he hopes to accomplish, basically get a mediator uh, involved or get Nicole back. That's basically his goal in these uh, video propaganda videos that he's making. Um, then he propaganda. leaves the room. Propaganda. (laughs) So then uh, he leaves the room and Serena pulls out a picture of uh, the baby's feet from, from, you know, like the birth certificate. Yeah. And just, you know, she starts crying and holds it up to her face. And like, I get that she's sad and all that, but she let that baby go for a better life. She's got to get over it, man. She's going to cause a lot of trouble. Yeah, you're not happy here. The baby won't be happy here. This whole episode is for me. I'm just watching it going. Serena's just reverting back. Like there is well, in all the progress she made, she is reverting back slowly in my, this episode. My, my biggest problem with it is, is she had the option to not come back to Gilead. Yeah. And stay with the kid. And she chose to come back. I think she's going to end up using the phone soon. Probably yeah, uh, I don't think they would have introduced the phone in the show had it not. Yeah, that phone. If it wasn't going to be used, this. <laughs> so then it cuts to um, June meeting off George. Yeah. Yes. And she's trying to make small talk. It's just an awkward make that situation. Small talk, yeah. <laughs> she comes in and she's got her, you know, silence collar on, but. Um, you know, June just thinks it's a collar and that nothing's going on, and then yeah. Off George turns and looks at her, and her fucking mouth is pierced shut. 
Like, yeah. That, Which, yeah. It's, I want to say when she turned, I went, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like we've seen like, some. I, I jumped back. Like, I was like, whoa, buddy. Yeah, we've seen some fucked up shit in the show, you know, over the last two seasons. Um, when do you think they eat? With a straw? Yeah, maybe they do, like, liquid diet. Like, maybe that's how they eat. That's not healthy for a baby. I mean, if you, I guess if you're doing plant protein based, you know, protein, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, fucking eating Slim Fast the whole time. They don't have Slim Fast and Gilead. But yeah, that's why not? That's they got the whole. <laughs> it's taking the whole stay silent thing to a whole nother level. Yeah. When you think about it, I, when you think about it, like when they do the ritual and stuff too, it's so. Oh, yeah, because it's, I mean, it was rape before, but, I mean, they can't call out. They can't nothing. It's rape. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it just adds another layer of, like, wow, this is really messed up. Exactly. <laughs> so then uh, June sees that, and she's just like, oh, I'm sorry. And she turns around <laughs> takes her boots off, and then tries to cover her mouth to keep herself from vomiting crying vomiting out. from crying from screaming i think all of the above are good answers <laughs> i did it, it too <laughs> i did it too june it looked like she retched a little like she was like i was like oh no <laughs> well me and carla actually talked about it like she's like well, do you think she's trying to keep herself from throwing up or crying and i was like yeah. i think it's all of it like yeah i think there's if you were to see that in person you would do all of those things so and then it's it makes crazy. you wonder if they all have those or if it's just certain ones that are mouthy. All of them. Uh, everyone there they in, in DC it. had those collars on. So Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So the next scene is June standing in front of these giant angel wings. The Visually the most stunning shot of the whole episode. Uh, yeah, it was very cool. Um, I don't know what it's going to mean yet. I definitely felt that there was some sort of symbolism there. There, were, I... there was or some kind of possible foreshadowing for later in the season. Yeah, I just I love the way the shot comes from the back, and then when they flip around to the front, and then it like does this like dip thing. It's just like like I said, I wrote down uh, visually stunning, just just beautiful. Yep. I love the it was a the contrast. Very cool shot. Yeah, the contrast of her red dress against that like that white. white. Oh man, it looks so good. So they have June standing in the middle of this, or right in front of this big old angel statue, and then in a half circle around him is or around her is a whole bunch of uh, handmaids, and they all got their silence collars on and. Fred's setting up the shot because he's setting up uh, for his propaganda video. Yeah, he's, and he's the Billy Mays of, of, of yeah. Billy Head. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is directed well, but, the fuck out of it. <laughs> so one thing about the scene that I thought was really cool was when Aunt Lydia was walking around, she sees the top of the rings poking out of one of the silence collars, and she pulls the silence collar down, and that's the first time she sees their mouths and pierce she's shut. Startled. Yeah, she it throws her off. Yeah, she shook. She's terrified. Yeah. Yeah, she I don't I feel like that was probably one of those things that she had heard of but, but had never seen. It was, yeah, real it was like one of those things. Yeah, urban maybe legend. Yeah. Yeah. 
and to actually see it really through her and I know it's every now and then they throw a side of Aunt Lydia you're not prepared to see and that was one of the scenes yeah um, she has another g- good scene later with with June but that one right there man that it just just cemented the fact of how fucked up that whole pierced mouth thing is watching Aunt Lydia agrees yeah Watching this, I felt real bad about all my comments about it, Aunt Lydia so far this season. <laughs> because I was like, oh, yeah, she's just a victim. Well, while while she is definitely on the side of Gilead, she's still, when it comes to certain things and certain aspects, she does have this, like, she feels this responsibility to her girls, you know? Yep. And, uh, exactly. and so I feel like I've been kind of hard on her this season about certain things. Because she, she does. She's like she's like an abusive husband. Like she, she loves her girls, but she also is like very violent towards them, and they just have to like they have no choice but to take it. You know, like they because they unlike a wife or you know battered, battered spouse at all, they can't leave. There there is no option. Exactly. Yeah, um, they have to they have to stay with her. Yeah, and then you see you see something like this, and you're like, she's still human though, you know. So like she exactly. wouldn't want her girls to go through this. Exactly. Yeah. Um definitely a catch twenty two. <laughs> For yeah. me with her. Yeah, because you you've said I mean you were really adamant about it last week, how you don't feel sorry for Aunt yeah, Lydia. Yeah, this this episode I felt sorry for Aunt Lydia. It was crazy. Thanks. I was I was actually <laughs> gonna ask you if yeah. your feelings had changed after this episode. Yeah. But, and but I it's know mostly what happens later in this episode. But I know uh, this: she will mess it up <laughs> going down the line. She will all of them, week, all, all of them mess it up. All yeah. of them start turning around and yeah. fuck it up somehow. She will mess so, it up. So they're sitting there uh, getting getting that uh, scene set up to film, and Nick shows up. Hey, Nick! And, and Fred is surprised to see Nick. Uh, uh, I wrote first down, of all, Fred looks visibly frustrated that nick is there yes oh yes and then there's a very awkward conversation like it's very awkward between them like the whole interaction between them is just very and you like everybody knows that it's nick's kid and i think that's what bothers him causes a lot yeah causes their grief with one another Yeah. yeah i don't i don't really know why nick was there well, and even I Fred asks him, I thought you're supposed to be in Chicago. And he's still waiting on his orders. Yeah. Like, Which I get that then part Then leave. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. waiting on orders before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was weird that he showed up. I like that he showed up because if they were talking about the whole household has to be there, he is part of the household. He was exactly. part of the household. So it, it didn't surprise me that he ended up being there. Um, but I was like, oh, fucking Nick's back. I love Nick. I like Nick. <laughs> And then Fred asks him to stand in for him for in the shot so he can get a better shot. Well, yeah. I think it was just more so he could set it up. Yeah. Set yeah. up the shot with a person there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then him and June, so he goes over and stands there, and him and June, they, they, have, they, that little, they, have, they touch hands. A little flirtatious yeah. moment. Little, little uh, middle school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the pinkies grays. Yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. I liked that moment. What's a nice I girl his... like you doing in a place like this? Yeah, I really liked Nick's little line there. I thought that was cute. 
yeah. Well, then it goes in the propaganda video, and it was uh, Fred starts the prayer, and then June's supposed to kneel in prayer, and then all the other handmaids kneel with her to show solidarity. And you can tell June's just pissed to be a part of this whole thing. I also love that the part of me, like the 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 film person of me, goes, "I love that Fred is going to have to go watch this, and he's going to have to cut." Because the way she looks at him with disdain, <laughs> like he can't, yeah, he can't I'm leave they have that multiple in it. cameras running. <laughs> yeah, he can't leave yeah, that. <laughs> I was thinking that too uh, when I watched it, especially the next one. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so then they go from there. They cut to the kids are playing uh, at the the Commander Winslow's house, and uh, the Marthas are in there playing with them. Serena's in there watching them. And June sits down and finally has her conversation with Serena. Yeah. And it doesn't go at all like June was thinking. Um, yeah, this is this leads into that part where I said I feel like where Serena's like reverting back into the Serena we've disliked for a lot of the seasons. Yes. Um, but yeah, she, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah um at least as far as serena's letting off she's all for it she supports this she wants it done she wants the baby back and that's all yeah. she cares about is it doesn't matter if she's hurting people yeah, she wants she, the baby back she tells her that going and seeing nicole in canada uh, it changed her it changed everything for her and June tells her, yes, it changed you, but it didn't change this place. And Nicole deserves better. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, it was it was kind of a tough scene to watch yeah. just because you know June has had the conversations with her yeah. the other way. So to hear that coming from Serena really threw June off. Um, but then Commander Waterford comes in and sees them talking. You can tell he's not super happy that June and Serena are talking. Yeah. Um, but good news, the the Swiss uh, have agreed to be intermediaries for him. Yeah. Um, so they have a meeting with the Swiss. Hopefully they bring some Toblerone. <laughs> or, you know, cheese or something. So. Uh, Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so the Waterfords, so they want to talk to the entire family. So the Waterfords and June go to meet with the Swiss and the Waterford's going first, and uh, when it cuts to there, uh, it's it's the uh, Waterfords are walking out, and they say that they want to talk to June, and so Fred goes to grab June, and they're like, no, we just want to talk to June by herself, and he's like, oh, well, that's against our customs. That's bad. You can't do that, and they're like, well, that's the only way we want to talk to her, if it's okay with her. And she says, "Sure, I don't mind." Yep. And she goes, she goes and talks to him. And Serena tells her, "Don't be stupid." Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is definitely Serena knows moment. what she's gonna say. Yeah. This is definitely the moment where I'm watching and I'm like, any hopes of a Serena and June like team up, we've lost at this point. I think I think so too. Unless something crazy or, happens. At, at least later. it seems to be lost right now. Like, it, it, exactly. So then it cuts to her in the room with the intermediaries and it's probably, I mean, there's some cool shots. This is one of my favorite shots of the, uh, 
of the episode is through the glass table as they set the glass down and fill it up with water. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved that shot. <laughs> um, but then, you know, they're trying to talk to her and she won't talk until there are these two people taking notes over in a corner until they leave. Yeah, so were those people from Gilead? I'm or guessing they... they were Gilead. Okay. Yeah, I'm were... guessing they were... weren't in any sort of, they were just in regular clothes though. I think I think maybe because they were taking notes. I think they were like so. I don't know if they were Gilead. Or I don't know who. I don't know who they were. All yeah, I know is I thought I viewed it more as just like a what do they call it? Like in a courtroom, you know, like a stenographer. I, that's how I viewed it more. Like she wanted everything off the record, which is, which is fine, possible too. But it's hard for me to believe that Gilead doesn't have bugs in their room, like listening to. Oh yeah, no, they were listening voice. to everything. I have. I feel like they probably were. Um, unless it, unless that was part of like the Swiss deal, like you can't do. Like, but then again, like I said, it's Gilead, so I, I wouldn't put anything past them. Exactly. <laughs> so they go, or she starts telling them, she's like, "I'm the mother. I don't want him back." And she's, and the Swiss is like, "Well, it's it's more complicated than just that." Yeah. So then she tells him, you know, Fred isn't, isn't the, the father, and she's he like, "Yeah, we already know that." <laughs> well, and they they tell her that. You know, Gilead's an extremely powerful country, and it's been a black box for many years. You know, they have. Um, well, I love the line with, too. You know, armed forces. Because well, you know? he's, so, he's he. They say they've been a, they're they're a very powerful comp uh, a very powerful country, country now right now. It's like currently they are that's kind of like the feeling i got from yeah. the way they said it like they are right now but that's not necessarily something that could be in the future yeah but canada's not wanting to go to war with anybody right now so oh yeah well why would they want to like does canada even have Especially an army every... <laughs> for real <laughs> they, they do, do. <laughs> so she ends up saying you know well what if i give you somebody high up you know, to, you know, give you information. So that's what they want is more information on Gilead. So she uh, promises the child's father, Commander Blaine, you know. Yeah. Well, they're the ones that said Commander Blaine. She never actually said any name. They, and they, they said the, the child's father, yeah, and then, Blaine. Then they said Commander Blaine. Yeah, um, they which also just shows that they have done their research before they got there. They also bring up the cassette tape, which brings up some of the fears that we had from the last week's podcast where we were worried about maybe you know uh luke taking that somewhere and you know um so he does (laughs) (laughs) did you have that written down as well (laughs) yes yeah it was one of those things definitely gave it to the canadian government yeah yeah that was a that i we believe we said that was kind of a fear that he would do something like that that would put him in danger um last week yes it i yeah, I definitely think that it still is going to put June in danger and Nick in danger. Yeah. Because, again, like you said, the room's bugged, then everybody knows. Yeah. So she makes that deal that if she can turn over Nick or get Nick to come in and turn over some information, then they would protect Nicole. Yeah. Um, she leaves with a big old smile on her face. She thinks she's got this in the bag. Um, I love the Buddy Holly song that's playing too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> which yes. doesn't really fit the show at all, but it was perfect for that yeah, scene. I just really liked it. Like it's so like misdirecting. 
<laughs> exactly. It makes you feel like shit's about to finally go a good direction. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's Handmaid's Tale. That didn't happen. <laughs> so then it cuts to Fred and Commander Waterford, or Commander uh, Winslow. Yeah. They are playing some pool. And old Commander Winslow is, is like backing that thing up and... <laughs> Well, he's well, he's he, well, he's buttering up Fred first. He's sitting there saying, you know, oh, you did so good. You brought, you know, the Swiss to the table. That was a good power play. And uh, yeah, and he even says, no, that he, you, you should stay here in D.C. Yeah, he teases him with a posting there in D.C. Yeah, because he even says that he didn't he, he doesn't really say it directly, but he's like, it's implied. I didn't really think much of you before this. Yeah. Yes. Even, even like even when they show up to the house and he's like, he's like, oh, thank you guys for letting us stay here. He's like, thank my wife because it's almost like yeah. she's been watching the propaganda and she feels bad for him. So he just kind of like is being nice about letting him stay there. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think he really has any respect for Fred because of what he's heard, you know? Yes. Um, and I don't necessarily think he thinks Fred is great even after this conversation. I, I do. But I he feel- tells him, a man of your talents could be an asset. I yeah, mean, and then- I feel like I f- uh, while there's other lying undertones to it, because I mean, hell, he touches his ass later. And, you yeah, know, no, he had a very, he had, th- there was definitely some gay vibes coming yeah. from uh, No, 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 Winslow. there was. <laughs> which is vibe. fine. Uh, but it's one of those things where I Not look at it and I'm like, you, you, you don't have to like Fred, but what Fred is doing with his propaganda is very effective, and I think it's something that maybe um, the the commanders haven't tried to tap into to use to their advantage, and maybe that's mm-hmm. a little bit of his impress, you know, why he's impressed, George is impressed with Fred. Um, but it also this this whole scene just shows Fred's ambition to become something more than what he is right now. Yep, and that it shows that he doesn't necessarily care about the kid as much as he cares about his future. But George is definitely also by at least maybe, <laughs> which might be why they didn't have kids in the first place. Yeah. But no, they were so, lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so then it cuts to um well shit well, let me find it oh a little kid comes in and asks them daddy do you want to have a tea party and so he says of course this is the best tea ever so then it follows them and all the kids are playing and all the kids are playing and uh well mrs winslow and serena are sitting there talking to each other and Mrs. Winslow uh, lets slip that she loves her books, um, which she said, you know, this is taboo. I shouldn't be saying this, but. Um, and then she compliments Serena on her novel. Yep. And she so they have kind of their little moment. And then Fred comes over and asks for sugar because they need some sugar for their uh, um, their tea party. And then, uh, you know, Fred and Serena kind of have a little moment. Um, He looks down at her pinky. 
And it's definitely like he had like remorse. Yeah, they but they they kind of have they look at each other like we haven't seen them look at each other. I don't think in this whole show. Yeah, Fred is very charming. Um, Fred can be very charming. Um, yes, we've seen it with June. We've seen it with Serena. Um, and the hooker. Yeah, we've even seen it with the hooker. Um, it reminds me of the line from the last episode where June, when she was talking to um, Lawrence's wife, was like, find something that you like and hold on to that. So, um, like, the tape things was something that she really liked about her husband that she was that she really latched on to and tried to... That's where they tried to remake their connection. Um at the end of the episode. Um, so I felt like that was in, in, in not directly like that, but something like that. Like she was looking at him because with love, like, like she hadn't looked at him in a while because they're, she's trying to find something in him that reminds her of why she fell in love with him in the first place. Make yeah. sense. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that rambling did make sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the dots. Yeah. So, like I said, they had their moment. Um, and then Fred goes back to the tea party. Um, so then it cuts to uh, Nick visiting June. And June's super excited to tell him, hey, we can save the kid. She can stay in... Uh, in Canada, all you have to do is go talk to the Swiss and spill the beans about everything. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. The Swiss are going to act as a neutral party for Nicole. I made a deal with them to keep her in Canada. You made a deal with the Swiss? I need you. I need your help. No. Yes. I'm... They need information. Nick. Nick. They're politicians. I know. They have their own agenda. So do I. You get in bed with the government, it's not so easy to get out. This is your one chance. This is it. This is your chance to be a father to our daughter. How many of those do you think you're going to get? It's tomorrow morning. Tells her that they're politicians and you can't trust politicians. Then he has a great line of, you get in bed with the government. It's not as that easy to get out. Um, which makes me think of, he got in bed with the government of Gilead and he can't get out. Because so I don't necessarily think he wants to be where he's at. But he needs to be there because that's where they keep putting him and he can't get away. 
Yeah, like he didn't want to marry a you know fifteen year old. He didn't want to become a commander, but they just keep doing it. Exactly. I mean, he he can't get away. He was a lost, like a lost soul that these people used to their advantage um, at the beginning of all of this. Um, he was just a he was a young man that didn't have any direction. And somebody gave him direction and it just happened to be the new government that was coming up. And I think that's kind of the same thing. He's like, I don't want to, you know, the the whole line about him not wanting to get in bed with, you know, another government, basically. Yeah. She tells him you have one chance to be a father to our daughter. How many of those do you think you're going to get? Yeah. Which that's... is another good line. Like, there was two really good lines in that scene. Yeah. Um, But... You know, he finally reluctantly agrees to go talk to the Swiss. Um, then it cuts to him standing there and them coming down and saying, Mr. Blaine, uh, we can see you. But it doesn't actually show him going in. So I don't know if he actually went up and talked or if he walked no, away. Or I definitely, I definitely feel like he went up to talk because the next scene is just June nervously waiting for the Swiss to come out of some kind of talk with Fred. Um, yeah. So I definitely feel like he went to talk to him and we find out later, you know, right here that the Swiss feel that they can't trust um, Nick because of uh, things that he's done in his past. Um, you know, so it, it's one of those things where I definitely feel like he went to the meeting. Yeah, I think he went to the meeting. And. Like. Maybe that's why uh, Fred was there, was to don't trust the guy. Well, I think there was, I think they did their research. They knew he was part of something. What? Well, and then, so June does ask, or the Swiss lady does tell, when she gets done with Commander Waterford, she comes out and June asks her, you know, what's going on? She goes, we're going to re- recommend that we continue discussions. She's like, so what's that mean? And the lady's like, well, we're going to continue discussions. Basically saying... We don't know what's going to happen with the kid yet. Yeah. Um, she says, but you, we made a deal. And she goes, yeah, but we don't, we don't trust Commander Blaine. Uh, he's basically a bad guy, is what she's told her. Um, so then when that lady leaves, Serena comes in. June asks, you know, about Nick, and she tells her he served Gilead. He was a soldier in the Crusade. We would, we wouldn't even be here without him. All this time, he never said anything to you. Yeah, Serena gets another dig. Another yeah, dig at you. It's all about them digs. All about them digs. God, she's turning into that old Serena. Exactly. So what do you think he did? Uh, I don't know. They don't say served Gilead. He did, he did something gangster for Gilead. <laughs> Let me put it like what. this. The way that, because the next shot, we you know, after that, we move into a shot of Nick walking through a train with soldiers and his, uh, like, the amount of respect that the sh- that the soldiers show him on the train, Nick's a big deal, and we just don't know how big a deal he is. Actually, yeah, they're like, all he, saluting him. He might, which be, as commander, he would get saluted, but like they jump, jump up, like yeah. it's because yeah. we've been in the room with a commander, like a general before. And, yeah, I mean, it's like whatever. Like it's not a big like deal. Hitler you know? vibes. Like no? to me, I was Gilead. like to me. Huh? Yeah, to Gilead. me. Yeah, to me, it was like, fuck, like he's he's a war hero to them. Like he's he's like that guy to them. Yeah, um, it, it definitely felt like that. Well, and well, even then, then, like I was trying to remember, 
Um, in the previous episodes, he had said that, you know, he started out as like a driver for somebody and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't really remember that backstory. He just never told it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even his face, like he so looked serious. <laughs> like he, he, he looked like he meant business when he got out, was on that train. Yeah. I definitely got the feeling from him. Like it was, he, he's conflicted because he went and talked to the government, the Swiss government. So he knows that. I have no doubt that he told them everything that he needed to to sway them the correct way, but the government has done so much research about him that they know that he's done bad things that where they were to the point where they can't trust him or yeah. or possibly believe him. Um obviously we weren't we didn't get the we didn't have the privy of seeing that scene. So we can only assume what happened. But yeah, he had that look of like like he kind of like regrets being where he's at. To me, that's that's the what I got from it. Yeah, I'm I'm curious where Nick's gonna end up and how that whole thing's gonna end up playing out. But even then, like if he was such a big war hero, then why was he just living on top of the Waterford's garage? Well, he was being the, groomed. The other commander put. I I believe they say it that he's like he was put there to basically keep eyes on waterford i don't know why trust him yeah like the other the other commander that he came up with didn't trust fred but he trusted nick yeah which makes me think he's he's like just because you're a war hero doesn't necessarily you're gonna be like a top rank commander later you know like we have people that won purple hearts in our country that you know they're not like CEOs of a company or anything like that. They're just, you know, everyday people. Very true. So then it cuts from there and goes over to Aunt Lydia uh, coming in a room with June. Uh, June's kind of kind of sitting there crying, but doesn't tell Aunt Lydia what's going on. And Aunt Lydia is kind of excited in an Aunt Lydia way to give her a new gift, which is June's very own silence collar. Mm. But then you quickly get the feeling that Aunt Lydia wasn't really excited about it. She was just putting on a face. Um, Cause June straight up asks her if she wants them to be silent. And Aunt Lydia says no. With tears in her eyes. Yeah. Um, this is kind of what we, hinted at earlier, this was the scene for me that a lot of my biases towards Aunt Lydia kind of disappeared, at least for this scene. Yeah, this is definitely the scene where I was just like, um, wow, Aunt Lydia can be human sometimes, you know? Um, I mean, straight up says, you know, there's, you know, she can't, she knows she can't help everybody, but her goal is to help one person and June's that person for her. Like, that's the one she wants to be there for, which is weird because, you know, she beat her with a cattle prod just a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) And June uh, says to her, she's she's just with tears in her eyes, just, do you want us all to be silenced? You know, like, oh, it's such a, such a heartbreaking line. Um, And then Aunt Lydia is just like, no, that's not what I want, you know. Which I guess is good because then she knows she's not going to have her face pierced shut. Yeah. Not but anytime then soon, she hopefully. Does ask Aunt Lydia to help her button it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, well, that was very. 
Yeah, that whole scene really tugged at the heartstrings. Yeah. I mean, it was... Again, I didn't think I'd have those feels toward Aunt Lydia ever. Yeah, I definitely did. I, I, anybody that listened to my last episode definitely knows I did not feel like I would feel like. This. And like I said, I was going to ask you about it. Like, if you didn't, if 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 you didn't say anything, I was going to ask you if it changed your mind on Aunt Lydia, at it, least for that episode. It changes my mind for this episode, but like I said earlier, Aunt Lydia will do something again later that is cruel tomorrow yeah i mean she'll she'll do something that is cruel and just because yeah. you're in that position doesn't mean that i i mean i get it like she's got a job to do but gosh like sometimes she goes too far yeah it's like sometimes she goes way over the edge it's just crazy so then it cuts to june entering the lincoln memorial and Lincoln doesn't have a top half of his body anymore, um, <laughs> which... Which I was surprised that it was even still standing that much. Yeah, it was kind of weird because... Uh, Man, you know how hard it is to break marble? <laughs> especially I, like, that's a big ass piece of marble. I've I mean, seen it. Like, it makes, I've seen it in person. It gives you vertigo looking up at that thing. I mean, hell, they even like fucking jackhammered the words off the side, like, you know, where on the other side where they have the Gettysburg Address written. Yeah. Like, they like just jackhammered it to get rid of everything. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't like freedom. Somebody was like, that's too <laughs> much. <laughs> so then uh, Serena walks in and... June pulls up her uh, her little silence collar, and Serena has just another dig uh, yeah, where she says, "That's nice silence." Yeah. yeah. June responds, "You could return the favor." <laughs> I loved it because June and, finally is like, "I've had enough." And, and right there, I loved that whole thing. Yeah, it's the duel from there. That's nice. A silence. You could return the favor. You know, let's just stop. Please. This is all going to be over soon. You're going to get to go back home. And we're going to stay here. And you and I will finally be free of one another. You will never be free of me. You will never be free of me until both my children are safe. That is my constant prayer for Nicole. I trusted you to let her have the best life possible, to do the right thing. And I trusted you to stay with her. I gave her the name of Nicole. I did that to honor you for getting her out. You will not let her go. Because I love her. This isn't love. You can't love. You don't know how. Serena, you, you built this whole world just so that you could have someone. But it didn't work. You're small. You're cruel. And you're empty.
you will always be empty. The last line that Jude says, though, that I should have let you burn when I had the chance. God, that's a good line. Well, good and even line. as cold as Serena was being that whole time, I mean, she had some tears in her eyes, but that that hit Serena hard. Like she's like, "Oh shit," you know that maybe I've gone too far. I feel like right now Serena is completely back to the Serena that we don't like. Like season one. Do you do you feel like she's conflicted at all? I do. I I think that being around the people that again, you know, esteem. Uh, like, Olivia, you know, she tells her like, "Loved your book, you know. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. where I'm at without you. I was a corporate in corporate law. We wouldn't have the family. Like, I think that that just like revitalized, reinforced, yeah, yeah." Like reinvigorated her her stance yeah like oh yeah see like i'm bringing families together yeah i'm doing the right thing yeah. <laughs> i gave her six children yeah that's and i think that because of like all those people in dc i mean we only seen them but i'm assuming yeah yeah i, I think that yeah just dc is where she wants to be now like yeah. that those are her people that's her following she could be a voice there yeah, because she like even in the you know yeah in the in the big thing she's just like um, you know she's just like well you won't even have to deal with us soon because we could be coming here like even now she's showing a little bit of her ambition you know yeah. mm-hmm. for for higher for higher esteem than than you know what she is now um, she will still have no power there because she's just a wife but you know it's like. It's weird. She's hitching her but I think wagon. That, but like I said, I think that all the women that are there know who she is, so she would have their admiration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can get into, I, like, definitely at the end of this, I want to predict, like, do a little talk about, like, what could happen. Um, but Let's get through yeah. this last scene. Yeah, here. let's get so, through this. So <laughs> then uh, Serena walks out, and she's followed by June, and they're doing their filming there on the steps of the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. And... You see June walk out, and then it cuts to the reflection reflection pool, and there I have it written down as a sea of handmaids. Yeah, I'd say like maybe three hundred plus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there, there's so many handmaids there. Um. So then, like Fred this starts is, the starts this is, the prayer again. Yeah, this is Fred's full like propaganda machine rolling yeah. at this yeah. point. Oh, like, and this is when you get a good shot of the Washington Monument as a yeah. cross. cross as well. Yeah, like, um, it's weird. This is when I her. pieced it together. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw the reflection pool. Oh, I was like, oh. Uh, so, yeah, Fred gets up there and starts his prayer and June just stands there because she's supposed to drop to her knees to for the handmaids to do that again. And one of the handmaids looks up and I think it was probably uh, off George that looks up. 
but I thought, oh shit, is this like where the revolution's about to start? Like, <laughs> are all the handmaids gonna start like doing shit? Uh, no. Uh, June drops her knees, and all of them drop to their knees. Yeah, this is for me like, but she doesn't bow her head. No, she still looks out over everything. Yeah, and we get that great shot of the the cross in her eye at the very end of the episode, which was a great. This this show or this episode had so many great shots, so many great. I mean, I I said at the beginning like this thing was packed with shit. Yeah, you know yeah. there was so much going on in it, so much dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then this the scene ended a lot like episode five did. It was a shot of uh, June staring straight at the camera, and the camera's panning out and. It's it's very reminiscent from the last episode. Yeah. Um. Um. So just kind of get like, I don't want to. Uh, we we're gonna. I guess we can like talk about what we think might happen. Um. So, Serena. Do we do we want to ponder if she's going to be with Fred? Like, is this? I mean, is it was it one of those things? Like, is she completely reverting back? I think I there's think, still some turmoil there. I think she will. Um, but I definitely see like the season's cliffhanger her using the phone number. Or the phone. Not the phone number. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's it's going to be tough. Around, but like for now, in the present, like she's all, all I know is we're, we're what? Halfway through the season and I, I don't know. I don't have a clue where it's going. Like, yeah. yeah. Most have show- we seen how many episodes this is supposed to be the season? Has that been anywhere? I haven't. I assume it's probably gonna be ten. Around, I imagine ten. Uh, last 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 season was thirteen. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I'm I just assuming probably between ten and thirteen. Yeah. Google. We should probably figure that out since we're you know doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you smartass. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, real quick. Overall thoughts on the episode, Josh, and where it's going? Um, uh, overall thoughts. Love this episode. I mean, I feel like a broken record. Uh, it's just a, it's a really great episode. I don't know where it's going, and that's the most exciting part. That's most like nerve wracking part. See, I, that's what I was gonna say. Like for me, it's exciting. For you, who's somebody who Car- likes to Carla does not like to not know. No. Yeah, like you want to know where it's going. So like I, I get like anxiety. anxious. I get oh, I'm so anxious. Uh, I know Jamie is also like my wife. She uh, she really enjoyed this episode as well. Like she's does she watch all of the episodes with you? Yes, she watches all the episodes with me. So um, she really enjoyed this episode. But yeah, we were definitely sitting there like, what the fuck? Like what what is going <laughs> on? Like what's going on with Serena? I thought she was on our side. Now she's back. Oh my gosh, this is. Yeah, it's emotional. It's, yeah, it's an this, emotional this show coaster. is an um, it's definitely this an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> uh, Carla, what about you? Final thoughts on this episode and where I you think it's going? Very much enjoyed it. Have no idea where it's going. Um, like I said, I think if they get Nicole back, then they'll stay in DC. If they don't, then I think Waterford will be up on the wall. Uh, I think he's done. Yeah, for me, I really liked it. Um, I really don't. Although have he's a f- the main character, so probably wouldn't kill. Don't him. <laughs> don't have a clue where this show's going. Yeah, 
I like that. I don't know where it's going. Um, every prediction we've made so far this season has been already debunked. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to stop making predictions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so real quick, uh, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. We're at revenge of the recap on all of them. Um, Check us out on the Anchor app so that you can uh, send us some messages. We will play the messages on here. Um, they have a cool feature where you can uh, do voice messages. So yeah. uh, we definitely like playing those. Um, if you want to listen to your voice as well as ours. <laughs> exactly. Leave us one. <laughs> um, and also, if you feel like sending us an email, we're at revengeoftherecap at gmail.com. And that's really all I have uh, for this week's episode. Uh, Josh? That's it. Carla? That's all I got. Farewell. All right. Thanks for listening. Blessed be the fruit. (laughs) 